Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ah, we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. A little late on the post-game show as we had a wedding last night. I had to attend, but we still watched the LSU game and re-watched it again today. But we got a lot to talk about. We have a whole hell of a lot to talk about today after the Saints win. <laughs> the Rudy the Rudy Poo Saints win. However, this is going to be a very LSU-centric show as it is always and the future of LSU is quite honestly on the line. Um, I still think LSU will be fine and okay. They will get the they will get all this fixed. Not with Ed Orgeron, though. Not with Ed Orgeron. Uh, LSU falls to Kentucky 42-21 in an absolute butt whipping up and down the field. We will talk about what we talked about all week long. I told you all week long that this was going to happen if LSU didn't correct things, and it manifested, and it happened. We will get into every single bit of it. We got some news. What is some things that we're hearing right now at the uh, close to 3.30 Sunday evening? Still, uh, you know, look, if, I, if you see a moment where I'm not talking to you, uh, just understand – that this is a big moment in LSU's football history. Um, so we're going to continue. I'm going to give you some of the things that I'm hearing. We're going to go through all of it, uh, as we always do. No holds barred. And, guys, quite honestly, the gloves are off now uh, as LSU did fall uh, yesterday. Let's get to a couple of comments before we get started. Josh Rogers says, this about to be good. Yeah, and, and look, we got a Rafino's Ranch that is going to come. Um, you know, you can't do some of the things that you do to some, some people and – you can't do what you're doing coaching-wise and think that it's okay for you to take a pass. We'll get into it. We'll get into it, I promise you. Uh, Joseph says, let's go. Paul Eskine says, I hope they fire Panamski too. I hope they do as well. Blaine Smith says, oh, not uh, oh, not getting fired midseason. Okay. Okay. Y'all keep, y'all keep talking. Y'all keep saying that stuff. Uh, Jess Newbill says, I have no words. If there are no changes, um, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it, that's for sure. All right, so let's do this. Since we do have a lot to get into, into guys, do me a favor. If you're on YouTube, hit the share button, share to your social media pages, share to your Twitter, share to your Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell. Also, do us a favor by, uh, if you're on Facebook, doing the same thing. Uh, if you're on Periscope, Twitter, hit the retweet. If you are going to be listening to us later in the evening on our podcast, don't forget to subscribe there everywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll greatly appreciate it. And let's pay some bills very, very quickly. Very, very, very quickly. And then we'll get into some LSU football. None better than our good friends over at uh, GM Varno and Sons and betonline.ag. Guys, with 63 years of experience, there's nobody better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varndo and Sons, 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them your good friend Blake Rafino sent you on by at 2500 Florida Boulevard, Denham Springs, Louisiana, and our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, I've been telling you for so long now, you got to just use your mobile device, whip it out. You want to place the bets. Guys, we went 4-2 and two yesterday, actually 5-2, and two because I did place the bet on the big heavyweight fight last night and took Tyson Fury where do I go and what do I use? BetOnline 
Ag. So sign up today. Use your mobile device. Let them know that Blake Rafino sent you by by the podcast radio's comment. They will know that you, it is you and it is me from being in the state of Louisiana. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling. Ryan Tibolo says, let's get this lit. Ryan says, changes are needed ASAP. Marvin Mackey says, Blake Rafino, do you see my profile pic? I see that you're crying. Yes, sir. I did laugh at it. Uh, but also, Marvin, um, I, I do hate it because that means that we're losing in this, and, and you are a part of the LSU fan base that is completely upset about what's going on. So let's talk about it. This entire week, I told you, the entire week, I told you that if LSU is not careful, that Kentucky was going to run the football all up and down LSU's throat. Everybody talks about the defensive line, the linebackers getting better. Guys, this is probably, if not the most physical team that you were going to see all season when it comes to being up front. Now, LSU finally, when they changed some things schematically, offensively, were able to run the football. Who would have figured that? So they did make some adjustments in the running game, and Ty Davis-Price was able to go for 147 yards, and the offensive line actually got a push on what has been today, or to date, the best defensive line that LSU has seen all season. It's funny when you when you change things up how much success you have in the running game. Now, people will say, well, Blake, Kentucky was dropping everybody back. They were keeping everything in, run, in front. Guys, they were having seven and eight individuals in the box. They were playing the run. They just got physically dominated by the O-line, something that LSU should have been doing all season because they have the talent. Regardless, the scheme is really horrendous. It's horrendous. You know, how does Max Johnson, even though I think he has progressed, but the play calling has regressed, which makes him not look like he has progressed. So all of this on Jake Peets, all of this on DJ Mangus, all of this on everyone falls on Ed Orgeron. Ed Orgeron, look, everybody's going to say, well, he didn't hire Matt Canada. Let's... These individuals were hired under Ed Orgeron during his regime. Matt Canada, Steve Ensminger, who's now leaving, although he's an analyst, he still has been the OC and left. Uh, 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 Scott Linehan, Jerry uh, Sullivan, Joe Brady. Uh, I'm forgetting another one. I think I'm forgetting another one. Steve Ensminger, Matt Canada, uh, Jerry Sullivan, Scott Linehan, Joe Brady. No, I think that's it offensively. And then when you turn over to the defensive side, you have Dave Aranda, you have Bo, I'm not going to do that, you have Bo Pelini, okay, and now you have Durante Jones. So eight guys that have been coordinators, and I guess you could say Jake Peets and DJ Mangus being a part of that as well. So then you start getting into the nine, ten guys that has changed over the last four seasons. That's uncalled for. It's unnecessary. It shouldn't happen when your offense isn't completely going, you know, I mean, I get the Joe Brady, the Joe Brady thing's not on Orsron that he leaves, but there's too much turnover there when your team's not having success. You had to fire Bo Pelini because the defense was so bad, and then all of a sudden you turn right around and Kentucky runs for 330 yards down your throats. 
I told you all week. I told you uh, after all off season, Blake. This defensive line is absolutely fantastic. Okay, sounds good. They're good at getting after the passer. What happens when they play a really physical football team like Kentucky? They're going to get the ball run down their throat. Because the scheme and the teaching and the coaching, quite honestly, isn't good enough. Ed Orgeron is not a good coach right now. He's not. He's a defensive line guru is what I keep hearing. Is he? Because it looks like he's done. It looks like he's toast. It looks like he's even more done than a $5 steak from the local Waffle House. He's finished. He's cooked. And everybody that wants to say that, oh, well, Blake, what about 2019? Stop talking about it. It's over with. You can't go 8-8 eight and eight over the last two seasons, even though we had a pandemic season last year, and think it's okay and you're not going to be fired. The truth is, Scott Woodward today should fire him. He should fire him. You're reaching out to media members. I'm not, I don't know what you would call me, media member, whatever you want to call me. I really don't care. You have individuals reaching out to me telling me to shut the hell up. And then all of a sudden you go up to the bluegrass and get your teeth kicked in. You're worried about the wrong things. Don't think I wasn't, you know, and, and people are going to say, well, Blake, don't talk about this, but I have not been able to touch on this yet, and we'll get to the comments. But don't think I, I haven't forgot about this. The caller from Wednesday night. The caller from Wednesday night. Now, let's talk about two things. Number one, the caller should have never, ever called in Ed Orsron and said what he said. But when Chris Blair, if you missed it, a, a prank caller called into the Coach Ed Orgeron show, said, Coach, my sister's there. It's her birthday. Can you tell her happy birthday? And Ed's just like, whoa, he's so excited. He's so excited to hear that he's got a younger girl in the audience. And then all of a sudden he goes, where is she? Where is she? Where is Bebe? And the caller says, it's the blonde in the front. Ed, don't try to have sex with her. And Ed's like, come on, man, come on, man. And Chris Blair, like he should have done from the beginning, is moving on from the question, and Orzron's so macho, such a big old man, he's got to go back and talk about it. Now, you can hate me for, for talking about this, and you can hate him, but you're the head coach of LSU. You're you the CEO of a $100 million business, and everyone doesn't have a problem with Orzron doing that, but you're getting your teeth kicked in. Blake, you talked about it. It's more, you know, oh, don't act like you have some moral superiority when Orgeron did it in 2018. The truth is Orgeron should have never gotten away with it. And everybody talking about, well, Blake, you would not be talking about this if LSU was winning and they were undefeated. Newsflash to everybody who has that argument, you're not winning. You're not. He's cooked. Because he's so worried about everything else, everything else going on in his life that he's not worried about the 100 kids that are on that team. Bringing them to Lexington, getting their teeth kicked in. If you're wondering if I'm pissed, I'm beyond pissed. 
The man that said that this was his dream job, act like it. Act like it. Because you're not. i got to come out here and raise my voice because I have more passion than Ed Orsron for LSU. I have more passion for LSU right now than what Ed Orsron does. That is a fact. Let's get to a couple of these comments. He's cooked. He's done. He doesn't deserve to put on the purple no more. All right. But it's the truth. Chase says, let's get it popping. Got to fire Derek Panamski also. Guys, Derek Panamski has a past. Go Google it. But then they want to reach out to other individuals. He's cooked himself. I know people are pissed off at me. Some people are pissed off at me right now. I can see it in the comments. Guys, it's over with. Stop defending him. Gary says, what happened to the up-tempo? It's not there. Well, they don't know what they're doing, y'all. They don't know what they're doing. They have zero idea or identity of what they are doing offensively. The one thing that I've been begging them to change, begging them to change from a run game standpoint, is running some kind of power or some kind of scheme blocking schemes. They do it. Ty Davis-Price, they do some kind of inside zone, but when they run an inside zone, they use some kind of mixed direction with the the jet sweep or whatever you want to call it. Linebackers have to stay put. And quite honestly, the walk-on kid, the mashburn kid, is the best blocking tight end that we've had in two years. It's not close. It's not even close. He's the only kid, and Jack Besh a little bit, but he's the only kid who says, you know what, I love this school. I love this team. I'm going to knock somebody's dick in the dirt. Ty Davis-Price goes for 30. They changed that and they had success. Guys, nothing changed. Nothing's fully really changed. You're running running LSU's on the far right hash, trying to go in and score. They're on the far right hash. They got the wide receiver, Brian, I think it was Brian Thomas, who's on the other, uh, really, outside of the numbers. And instead of running a quick slant, LSU calls for Brian Thomas to run a quick out. Guys, that's the hardest throw to do in, 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 in any sport of co- or any level of football. You want Max Johnson to make that throw? Harold Houdini couldn't make that throw. They don't, know, they don't know what they're doing. And defensively, guys, we can talk about the D-line all we want. O-line plays like shit. D-line gets – I mean, guys, at some point you got to have pride in what you're doing. Guys, they ran for – Kentucky ran for 330 yards. And I made a tweet and it got miscontext or, or taken out of context. I, you know, I had a tweet that gets taken out of context. Orgeron said he didn't believe that uh, Kentucky's running game would be that good. Well, Big Daddy, I've been preaching this all all week long. What the hell were you watching? What the hell was Orgeron watching to think about that their all that their running game isn't that good? 
Brandy says uh, on Facebook, the question is, can LSU afford to get rid of Orgeron midseason? Absolutely they can. Because, guys, there's so much. See, here's the thing that I'm going to do that others refuse to do. I'm not going to go all up in Orgeron's personal life. When his personal life starts bringing it into LSU, meaning the caller, when the caller calls into football or the, the, the Coach O show, then we will discuss it. But I think that there would be some things that Orgeron has done off the field that where LSU would not have to pay a full buyout. Nor should they. Uh, Dorian Starkey says, I love Coach O, and no one has rooted harder for him to turn this around more than me, but it's time to move on. And I feel like that's the fan base. Guys, give me a thumbs up in the fan base if you're one of the ones that wants to move on. Because I certainly do. And, and, and everyone talking about money, like everybody talking about money with for LSU football, it's number one, guys, you, you have to understand this. One, it's not your money. Two, they made $66 million just to go to the playoff two seasons ago. I mean, God, they have money. It's not like they're in the red. <laughs> they're not in the red. Not even close to being in the red. Uh, Marvin says, tell you one thing, Les Miles always had a good defense. And some there were some years that he had uh there were some years that he had some bad defenses. Remember uh Mississippi State when Mississippi State beat LSU at home with Dak Prescott? I mean, there were a couple years, what was it, two thousand and fifteen or two thousand fourteen? I mean, he had some bad defenses under him. Uh A B says, hard to say Max has progressed. With him missing several open throws, you will not convince me that a, that as a quarterback talent he is better than Miles. I can't convince you because he's not he's not playing, guys. When you talk about talent, see everybody wants to put this on Max. Everybody wants to put this on Max, guys. The truth is, without Max Johnson, you haven't you probably outside of Magnese wouldn't have won a, a football game. Everybody wants to talk about Miles Brennan. The fact that the fact is, Miles Brennan isn't here. We got to stop living in La La Land. With the same with Orgeron, the same with Miles Brennan. I mean, the kids what twenty three, twenty four now. I mean, maybe not twenty four, but twenty two, twenty three. Talent is a part of not being hurt and being on the field. Guys, he's never going to season without being hurt ever. When you have an offensive coordinator calling plays on third and second and you have a wide receiver when you're on the far right hash and that wide receiver is running a quick out, guys, that's a, that's a 35 at minimum, a 35-yard throw. He's making a 35. See, what people don't realize is that when you throw the ball 35 yards down the field, if it's a go route, it's a it, – Instead of you being on the far right hash and then you have a wide receiver that's running a quick out and you're trying to hit him on the sidelines, guys, that's still yardage that he's got to throw it. A quick throw 35 yards. And you wonder why the ball looks the way it does. Um, Let's see. Let's get to a couple more of these. Rob Miller says they might win one more game. Well, that, you know <laughs> – Look, I am the individual that will tell you, I will tell you when I'm right, and I will tell you when I'm wrong. 
I was wrong about A&M this week. I will tell you where I'm right, and I'll tell you where I'm wrong. Where's the win? I mean, you maybe ULM, that's fine. Okay, if that's going to be your win, or I, now I'm going to talk about SEC. Where's their next win? Where's their next win, guys? There could be a there could be a serious chance LSU goes one and seven inside the conference because because of Ed Orgeron. What are you? What are we willing to do if LSU goes one and seven inside the conference? What will you do? Because that recruiting class you got, yeah, you'll probably get some of the, the, the bigger guys. You'll get some of the bigger name guys that love LSU. But what will you do? At that point, at that point, you know, and Josh Rogers has to ask Blake, do you know any good fishing holes? I didn't even get to that because I don't even want to get into the argument about Orgeron saying he's going to bring a guy to a fishing hole. Is Orgeron going to hurt somebody? No. Is he going to kill somebody? No. But you got to have situational awareness. He has none. This is Orgeron three-fourths of the game. Could any of you hear me? No, because my mic was up. Robbie Smith Jr. says, Blake, uh, you thought he was a great coach like five minutes ago. I never called Orgeron a great coach. See, this is what people do. You know, the, the faults that I have is that I take everybody's comments. What I said was, and I will continue to say, and you can go find every video because they're logged on YouTube. I said, the day that we come to, the day that we come to that Orgeron starts losing on the field, we will have that discussion. Can give you 45 episodes where this was brought up, and I said that over and over and over again. The reason why I said you can't – and I have said multiple times that we can have the conversation, even though in the beginning of the season I didn't believe that conversation was good at the current moment, that we can have about Orgeron being fired. Just because people were calling for Orgeron to be fired in the beginning of the season means nothing. They were wanting him to be fired because of some some shit, quite honestly, that he he really didn't do. The Gloria Scott thing, uh, all the Title IX stuff, I mean, that's not all on him. Majority of it isn't. So we have to be down the middle. What is the truth and what is the facts? And I really don't like when people um, use fake accounts. If you want to come at me, come at me like a man. But that people don't do that, you know. I'm getting some texts during the show. I mean, it's been a very busy day, but it's also there's also been a lot of crickets. You know, a lot of people aren't saying anything right now. A lot of people aren't saying anything. Ryan Thibodeau, I missed your uh, – I missed – you sent us a super chat, and I missed it. Oh, here it is. Ryan Thibodeau sends us $5 via super chat. He says the ignorance of fans is just as frustrating as the coaching incompetence. Well, look, people see one thing that I say and take it out of context, but that's fine. That's fine. 
Brandon Reese says those players checked out on him to this point. That that to me, that to me is the biggest problem that LSU has right now currently. I think that this is the tweet. I mean, this is the comment. Is last night it it appeared like I, and God bless him and I hope he I hope he's fine. I hope he gets better. But Kayshawn Bouti, when you know Kayshawn Bouti looks just I don't even know a good word. He looks down. He looks depressed. Yeah, they've. T- I mean, there are things. Look, there are th- there are a lot of things that I hear that I cannot run out and tell the fan base. Well, Blake, you sh- that's not right. You shouldn't be telling us. You should tell us. But when I run with something, and if it's not completely factual, and I need to go out there and and make sure that it is factual, if guys, if half of the shit that I hear about Ed Orgeron is even remotely true. Come on, man. Come on. I mean, you you would have lost it. I promise you. Uh, Pooh Bear, who won the $100 uh, giveaway uh, this past week, the YouTube giveaway, says, Blake, I was happy to see a native Louisiana usher in a new spread era but he had he was a reason and a season and not a lifetime this isn't because we hate O, but all about him and his undoings i agree on doings i agree i completely agree brandy blake sends us some stars via facebook guys every time you send us stars and super chats we greatly greatly appreciate it uh from the bottom of our heart i, I personally uh, love it when you guys do as our show has continued to build. We are here live from the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Uh, I really appreciate uh, Ryan Williams and Ernie Drake. Uh, while we are displaced, um, l- allowing us to be here. So, I, you know, guys, Hurricane Ida hit us pretty hard, and as much as you know. Uh, so we are here live from the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Brian and Annie Pitton sends $5 via Super Chat says, it was so embarrassing last night they even played calling Baton Rouge at the end of the game. At least uh, the uh, the gulps lost. The gumps lost is what he's trying to say. Yeah, and I think that a lot of fans are embarrassed. You know, a lot of fans are embarrassed about what's happening. Guys, you had, you, Orgeron, whether you like it or not, whether they've had success or not, Ed Orgeron hired two corners that have never called plays in big-time college football. I think DeRotane Jones got outcoached last night. Big time. Big time. You know, there were plays, if you go back and watch, you know, I'm watching this morning and I'm charting stuff, and I'm asking myself, man, if Jay Ward wouldn't have played Saturday, where the hell would we have been? Because he's running guys down that's not even in his zone. He's breaking off his man when the ball is thrown because, you know, that's just what it is to be a good athlete. The first tackle's missed, and he's there to make another tackle. He's always around the football. Guys, if Jay Ward's not there this past Saturday, it's not 42-21. You get blown out even more. And the most humiliating thing for a football team, especially a defense, is when a team scores a lot of points, but they score a lot of points by running the football all over you. Guys, 330 yards on the ground. I understand the Alabama loss yesterday, and but you got Florida coming the, uh, this week. You have uh, Alabama coming in a couple weeks. It's going to get pit, be pissed off. 
And guys, this doesn't stop with, with the coaching scheme and the coaching things that they have going on. It just doesn't. I will tell you this, and I'll get to a couple of my coaches. Um, as John asks, who's your top five coaches to replace Orgeron? Um, there are a lot of pissed-off boosters, like a lot of pissed-off boosters. And when you talk about money and you talk about this, that, and the third, they're not going to put up with it. They're not going to put up with it, especially, you know, because if you think boosters don't see what's going on at Florida State – if you don't think boosters see what goes on around other programs like Texas, I mean, look, Steve Sarkeesian and Texas lost yesterday, but, you know, the vibe around that program is that, hey, man, let's start get a couple of recruiting classes in here. And, guys, by the way, that team's coming in the SEC soon. You have to not – Woodward has to knock this hire out of the park. And I think that, you know, as my five would be currently in no specific order that I think that he would probably re- – I know that he's going to reach out to everybody. But I think you go to guys like Mario Cristobal. I think you go to guys like James Franklin. I think you make a phone call to Dabo. I think that you make a phone call – I'm going I'm I'm to leave one of them out because for sourcing reasons um, – I'm not really a fan of the Bill O'Brien hire thing. Like, I'm not technically a fan. Um, But maybe you make that phone call. Uh, Like I said last week, Jeff Hathley at Boston College. I think that you make that phone call. See if Chris Peterson's interested. Lane Kiffin's a guy that everybody's going to want. Although I don't think that LSU is a place that Lane Kiffin would be good at because, guys, the last three coaches that we've had at LSU, they've had issues off the field while being the head coach. Ed Orgeron, Les Miles, and Nick Saban. Everybody's had issues off the field. And I'm not talking about with football. I still think Lane Kiffin's a fantastic coach. I also He also worries the shit out of me. And is he going to leave you at the altar one day? I think Lane Kiffin will leave you at the altar. He's not mature enough. It's great the little Rudy Pooh stuff he's doing at Ole Miss. He's a great play caller. Because are you watching him throwing headsets and saying, get your popcorn ready and then get beat down? Mm-mm. Nope. Craig says, never mind. The fact was we down by three touchdowns and Ed is emotionless, clapping his hands on the sidelines. Dude is a terrible coach. And most of us could see it, could see it coming for years. Well, not really. Because and, and and quite honestly, Craig, you can't say that in good conscience because he won he won it in 2019 and had a Heisman Trophy winner. That's not true. That's not technically true. Tyson says, "Let's move on." Coach O lived his dream and coach uh, to coach LSU and did well, but it's time to move on. I agree, but until that day comes, we'll have to continue to talk about things that he has not done at a, with a good pace at, our, at a good thing. Now, the question, and I think Ryan's going to ask it here, but he sends us another $5 on Super, with Super Chats, is he says, I want to see if Kendall Browse and Jeff Lebby come in as uh, a head coach OC type of deal. Mm. I don't know if they would do that. I mean, and look, Aranda, Craig says this, Ed was Oliva's uh, final FU to LSU. Maybe so. 
uh, but you still got Dave Aranda. You give him an interview. I mean, there's a lot of good coaches out there. There's a lot of good coaches out there that you can go and talk to. I just got a text that says Joe Burrow was taken to the hospital with a throat contusion. Damn, bro. I mean, they, they don't protect that man for anything. Matt Trent uh, Matt Trent puts CBS broadcast saying Joe Burrow has been taken to the hospital with a throat contusion. Huh. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Everybody do us a favor by hitting like and share. Share to your Facebook pages. Share to some Facebook groups. We greatly appreciate it. This is the LSU postgame show. We were going to talk some Saints, uh, but I wanted to start talking some more Saints and in, in the SEC, but we got to get to some LSU stuff first before we go around the SEC. Casey Smith says, Coach O is not a good head coach. That's just a fact. I agree. Uh, and Brian asks, any word on the booty injury? Not that I've really heard, Brian. Um, you know, some people said foot. Some people said that he ruptured an Achilles, but they wanted to get it, you know, an MRI on the Achilles, you know, Look, they're, they're, and I don't mean this in a wrong way, guys, so let me tell you how, you know, my, the last 24 hours for me has gone. I was in a wedding last night, um, was fielding phone calls before the wedding. Uh, we get there, we do the thing, you know, we do the wedding, beautiful wedding. Shout out to Adam and Lori Burroughs. Um, we get to the reception, my phone is about to die, so I go out and charge it for about 10 minutes. You know, we, we eat or whatever. We come out, and I have – the games over are about to be over at this point, and I'm legitimately fielding like six or seven phone calls within two or three minutes of people that I've trusted, people that I've, I've grown relationships with over the last four or five years that are pretty much telling me that they want they, – you know, Orgeron's done, we'll put up money, or, or yeah, I'm already hearing Scott Woodward's making phone calls, and there's reason Scott Woodward was this, that, and the third, and – but they don't really know because the people, you know, they don't know that quickly. You know, why did, Why weren't you telling me that during the week and you're telling me that right now when Scott Woodward's on the sidelines? So, there are a lot of things to run down here. But, you know, the, so I say all that to say the Kayshawn Booty injury, I really haven't had a lot of time to dig into. As much as I probably should have, um, man, I just, I just have not been able to get, to get it, you know, to talk about it. Uh, Trail Hatch says, Talks in Jacksonville Radio, the ownership is considering to fire over Meyer after the season. Well, that's not surprising. But, again, about this Urban Meyer thing, after what he's doing with, you know, what he's doing in a club and his, or his restaurant or whatever, the things that have gone on with Orgeron and Title IX, I don't see how you can hire Urban Meyer at LSU. Urban Meyer is also another guy when shit goes, when shit goes bad, he folds – like a like a lawn chair. I mean, why would you want that guy here? Brandy says, I agree 100. If your players checked out on you, then you may need to change something or just change it all completely. Uh, Ryan says, the whole team looked lost and uninspired. I agree with that. Mike says, you think he's going to finish the season? This is something we haven't really talked about. Um, so this is a good question from Mike. I'm going to give you my personal opinion, and I'm going to give you what I'm hearing. I think... So let me give you my opinion first. My opinion is is that LSU doesn't have anyone on the staff that's qualified enough to take the interim role. I, 
I mean, there's nobody on that staff that's been a former head coach. There's nobody on that staff that we've that's been around LSU and knows the you know what to do in certain situations. I'm talking about recruiting, etc. I mean, the only person that you could logically that's a full time person right now that would take it would be Mickey Joseph. I don't want to hear Corey Raymond. We got to get past that. I know for a fact Corey Raymond's not going to take it. If he were to take it, however, it would need a lot of persuading and a lot of money. He's not going to do that, you know. So, cast that out. Um, I don't think that Woodward feels that there's anybody in that building that he feels confident enough to make the interim coach. That part I'm not really thinking. However... That individual, whoever will be the interim coach, if Orgeron is to be fired midseason, will be doing a better job than what Orgeron is doing right now. Because Ed Orgeron's not really doing much at all. He's he's going to the podium. He's feeding you lies. He's, well, we met about this. No, they really didn't. Probably, you know, or did they really is what I should have said. You know, because the reason I say no, they didn't, because nothing changed. Like, that's kind of confirmed, right? Like, Orgeron says he meets with his staff, and they talk about that they're going to change this all week, and then they go out there and not shit's changed. So, like, are you? what are you lying about? The things that I'm hearing are that a lot of very powerful individuals want Woodward to make a, a move midseason. Um, we'll have to see on that. Do I personally think he makes a move? I, I personally feel that he has he ha- kind of has to if it continues to get as bad as it is. Um, I just can't see Ed finishing the season. You know what I mean? Like if you're continuously getting beat down. What do you let – and don't give me the money when, you know, we we owed less more than we owe Ed. So, that's not necessarily a factor here. Um, hmm. I just – I don't know if I can see a scenario where he waits another – let's see, Ole Miss, Florida Ole Miss, Alabama, um, Arkansas, ULM – and then A&M. So, you're gonna, I mean, you're midway through the season. I mean, are you going to win another six games of this happening before you let him go? I mean, because, because, because you do have a lot of recruiting things. Like, this isn't just on-the-field stuff, guys. Like, this is what's going to happen during recruiting. If Ed already knows that he's getting canned, does he even worry about recruiting? Because I promise you he's not going to be worried about recruiting. That, that class stops, starts to fall, and you got kids start to decommit. You know, does a guy like a Mickey Joseph, who would probably want to take the job if he does something good, does he do something where he tries to get these guys inspired and he keeps his recruiting class intact and he stays on staff for the next regime? We'll see. Robbie Smith Jr. says, you can say you own it when you're wrong, but you don't. Okay. 
this guy, Robbie Smith Jr. Moscona troll, huh? Uh, Blaine Smith says, oh, we'll be hired somewhere because he can recruit. We'll see. I mean, guys, he might run off into the sunset and not coach again. I mean, guys, when you got that much money in the bank, it's not easy. You know, it's like the whole thing with, like, I'll use an analogy. It's like Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor's not the same fighter he was until he got in the ring with Floyd Mayweather and made all that money. You know why? Because it's really hard to wake up and get punched in the face when you got $100 million in the bank. Eddie Santos says, percentage of him being gone this week. What's my percentage? Guys, I, I don't know if I really want to put a percentage on it because I, if I, like, so, for example, this guy Robbie Smith Jr. that's in the YouTube chat, um, I'll say a percentage, and if it doesn't happen because I'm, I'm giving speculation and an opinion, they'll hold me to it. Um, I say it's this week. I mean, if it's not done by tonight, and if it's not done by early tomorrow morning, then he'll be the coach for Florida. Maybe they wait and go into a bye week, you know, the bye week, you know, maybe they go into Ole Miss. You know what would be the ultimate troll, right? You know what would be the ultimate troll by Scott Woodward is letting allowing allowing Ed to coach all the way up until Ole Miss, them losing to Ole Miss, and then him getting the and then him getting the axe. Wouldn't that be like the ultimate troll job? Like firing him in Oxford. That would be the ultimate troll job. Just because he obviously he was in Oxford, didn't work out, and then this, and he poo-pooed on Ole Miss sometimes, trashed on him in recruiting, told recruits that, you know, that I'm not going to go there, but, to, you know, definitely negatively recruited against Ole Miss. Kind of a shameful what things, some, some of the things he was saying. Uh, so we'll see. Josh Mike says, Coach just made some bad hires, and it may cost him his job. Not May. <laughs> Not May. I mean, it is going to cost him his job. I mean, even if you go from the fact that he tells people that he never interviewed Bo Pelini, you can't say that. You have to tell people what you actually did. If you if you talk to him on the phone, if you talk to him via Zoom because of COVID, but don't say you never you never interviewed him. You know, the ultimate thing for Ed Orgeron is that, well, we got the athletes. We, any coach can help. Guys, that's not how it works. Coaching actually get, it matters. Coaching is actually worth something. You got to put guys in right positions to succeed. And they're not doing that. They're just not doing that. Let's get to a couple more down here. Um, Dalton Simpson says one thing to get beat in a, a good close game. It's another thing to get steamrolled. Exactly. And, and let's look at this stat line for a second. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Let's look at this stat line for a second from, from last night. I'm trying to get into it. LSU versus Kentucky. Because, I mean, normally I bring up the stats right after the game. I mean, people have mostly looked at it. I mean, let's look at Kentucky. Chris Rodriguez, 16 carries, 147 yards. Uh, Smoke Monday, or not Smoke Monday. K-Smoke, 
12 carries, 107 yards. Will Levis, 11 carries, 75 yards. Uh, McLean had a carry for for five yards. I mean that that just that's getting beat down. That's absolutely getting beat down, up and down the field. I mean the one thing that I was happy about for LSU that they somewhat got better at was third downs, but they were still below fifty percent. I mean it was better than the thirty three percent that they had been doing. Um. You know the crazy thing is LSU's just not a high, a high penalty, a highly penalized team, and you know what's crazy is they do have discipline when it comes to not being penalized, but then they they're getting their teeth kicked in. It's unreal, man. It's unreal. I I, I don't I can't really put my thumb on it. Josh Rogers says Urban Meyer, nah. Uh, Blaine Smith says Brian Kelly, not O'Brien. You know, a lot of people don't like, don't like, um, don't really like, uh, what's his name? Brian Kelly. I still think, you know, like Luke Fickle's another guy that a lot of people will talk about. I mean, he's done some good stuff, but I feel like you hit a, you do hit a snag, like, right? Like you hit a, um, uh-oh, we got some action. Uh oh. Um. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Hmm. I feel like coaches can hit a ceiling at one place. Like, is is he is Brian Kelly over is over six or is he really being as highly successful as he can be at Notre Dame? I feel like he is. I know I feel like Brian Kelly, for example, is a damn good coach because you can't get the recruits that you can get at LSU that you can get to Notre Dame. Like you, you legitimately can't. Um, he's exceeding expectations. So I still think Brian Kelly's a good coach, and I promise you that he's going to be on that list that Woodward reach out that Woodward reaches out to. I promise you that. Um. Paul Escon, or let me get – I'll get to that one next. Derek Gordon says, all I know is when the AD is on the sideline looking at like a coach, you know it's over sooner rather than later. I agree. Um, Paul says, name Blake Baker interim. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Brandon Reese says, Kiffin too immature for Woodward. I, I fully agree with that statement. I fully agree with that statement. Guys, Lane Kiffin's way too immature for LSU. I, look, and I defended him. I was wrong there, too. There you go, whoever the Rudy Pooh was. It says I never own up to anything. Gino Vega, what's up, Gino? It says, bring us a coach is doing more with less. Yeah, I mean, Luke Fickle, Brian Kelly. Uh, Brian Kelly's done great at recruiting offensive linemen. Uh, Jeff Halfley. Let's see. I mean... I don't think he entertained Sam Pittman. I just can't see that. Um, hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Bert says, do we have any analysts that have any head coaching experience that can take over as an interim? Maybe, but not like not college head coaching experience, but I get what you're saying there. I get what you're saying there. Harold Wood says, definition of insanity is LSU football right now. That's a very good point, my friend. 
It's a very good point. The word that I'm going to use is not insanity. It's going to be chaos, right? Like I, I, the word that I feel like is just chaos, because every you know LSU is you know like those Netflix series or those TV series on the CW or whatever. Every single week, there's something else that comes up that has nothing related to on the field stuff. Every single week. It's always some bullshit. And that bullshit starts from the top. And the way that Ed has, I've heard, the way that Ed has been acting in that locker room has trickled down to the players. Well, you know what? And basically they're saying, well, you know what? If this man doesn't care, why the hell should I? You think that that doesn't trickle down to an 18, 19, 20-year-old kid? I'm sorry to tell everybody, but you're crazy if you think that. Damn, we got oh, okay. Let's say, never mind. Uh, Chad Kerr says, "What about recruits? Well, you got to get somebody in there that can recruit and 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 hold on to as much of this class as you can. That that's not even that's not even a question." Uh, Derek, what's up, bud? He says, "If we hire someone, if we hire someone retired, do they come in right away?" Well, I think that that's the interesting thing with like a Chris Peterson or somebody that would be retired. Um, could Chris Peterson be sending in meetings before he takes over fully? You know, I know that some people have said that I was an idiot, that Scott Woodward would never talk to Chris Peterson. Well, with all due respect to that person who called me that, well, see, you know what? I shouldn't even, why should I hold the gloves? Why should I keep the gloves? See, here's the thing that I don't understand. Why do I got to keep the gloves on and take the punches? But then, well, Blake, don't say nothing about them. But, I, you know, you know, I'll say it. One Team, One Podcast um, kind of called me an idiot for saying Chris Peterson, he doesn't want a job. When Chris Peterson went on a podcast with Bucky Brooks and said he would always listen to it, then I find out from a very reliable person inside the AD's office that Scott Woodward and Chris Peterson talk weekly or every other week. So if you at minimum, if you think that that phone call is not being made, you're you're a buffoon. So if you know you want to say f no, that ain't happening. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Come on, bro. Like I, y'all leave your y'all go on y'all side. I'll stay on my side. Don't call me a buffoon. I don't call y'all a buffoon. Don't do that. Specman03 says, "Do you think he uh, doesn't on the bye week? Give him give them two weeks." Man, I don't know. I wouldn't. I mean, I I just I I, I wouldn't. Why? What, what? What? What does two weeks matter? Rip the bandaid off. You know. I mean, I know that there's a lot of contractual things that they got to go through. But this, they should have. You know, you should have had that being ready to go from the start. And I know that they have. I mean, I know that they've already talked to people. To or let me say this to their agencies. So. I mean, Spec Man, I still think that you – I think the ultimate troll would be to fire Orgeron and leave him on the tarmac at um, at Ole Miss. But, you look, you can't do that to a coach because when you start doing that to coaches, that starts pissing them off. So don't, don't be doing stuff like that. Show some class. Let him ride back on the plane. When he gets off, say, hey, Ed, I need to talk to you. Come to my office and say, boom, you're done. It's over. 
pack your shit, get out. If it doesn't happen between tonight or tomorrow morning. But somebody needs to ask, someone in the media needs to ask Orgeron some tough questions. You know, I got in a Twitter dispute this past week. People are calling me out because of what happened on Orgeron's show. But then meanwhile, there, you know, Orgeron goes on a local radio show and nobody's asking him tough questions. You can see it. It was me and T-Bob Bear. Guys, with all due respect, you can't say some of the shit Ed says. And again, spare me with the bull Blake if he was winning. You're not. The shit that you can get away with when you're winning is and saying, oh, I'm going to put you in a fishing hole. You can't do that. And, and we all know, some most of us in the media, that's not all that's going on right now. And some of that shit... In protection of LSU, some of that shit can't hit the fan or can't get out there. So, Blake, run out here, tell everything. For the protection of LSU, no. No. But somebody's got to start asking him tough questions. Coach, why in the Rudy Poo hell are you having a receiver run the route he's running an out route on third and two? Why in the hell... Do you not get the three points early in the game? Well, Blake, they got to go for seven. They're going to get beat down. I get it. Get some inspiration. The points are points. Three points versus zero points is a big difference from a morality standpoint on those sidelines. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. Bruce says on Facebook Live, fire him after Ole Miss would be fire. It would be the ultimate troll job, y'all. I'm telling you. <sighs> Let's see here. Blake Quibido says, or no, Tracy says, Woodward has a history of letting coaches finish the season out before they, before they fire them. Well, We'll see. I don't I, – I just – again, I personally don't think that he should. That's just my opinion. Well, guys, if you're 1-7 inside the SEC, oh, God. I think that Woodward can be persuaded by boosters to rip the Band-Aid off. That's all I'm saying. High Point Media, one team, one podcast, going to be weird uh, – be in a weird spot when O is fired and their name based on the slogan means nothing. I'm sure they can find something. I'm sure they're creative enough. Creative enough. Uh, I, Nookie says, what's up, Nookie? I, I watched a pretty solid staff on the other sideline last night. Hard to find many holes in what Stoops has built. Maybe not our guy, but what he has done is impressive. Look, who, it's, it's extremely impressive. And look, they're not flashy. The guys play a lot like his personality. They play tough. They play physical. He's a great recruiter of both lines of scrimmage. Um, you know, I'm not saying he could be a guy, but I think that look there, look there's there's fit, there's 30 guys that you can have interviews with or call. I mean, you're, you're not short of of having interviews or talking to guys. So um, they were very they are very well coached. They are very very well coached. And look. I don't think that they beat Georgia. I still don't believe that. I said that about Alabama, though. 
I didn't believe A&M beat Alabama, but you never know. <laughs> I still don't think that it's going to happen. But, guys, what if, what if there's a scenario where Kentucky's 11-1 and staying up out there at the end of the day? Do you not put an 11-1 and Kentucky team in or, and you put in a 11-1 and Oregon? They're an impressive team, man. It, it doesn't matter that they're not flashy and not beating teams by 40, 45, 50. Because the stat sheet and what I see on, with my eyes tells me they're beating the shit out of a lot of teams. Physically, that is. Justin says, can you please tell Scott Woodward to go after Eric Bieniemy from the Kansas City Chiefs? All right, I'm going to say this, and I'm gonna, I just want to say this once. Because I see this from Gary, and he says, Joe Brady. Uh, let me just say this. From my personal opinion, I don't think that Eric Bieniemy or Joe Brady is somebody that Scott – actually, I know it's not somebody that Scott Woodward would, tar- would target. It's not his cup of tea. He wants somebody experienced. He wants somebody with head coaching experience unless they blow them at, blow him out of the water. But he wants more of structure than anything else. Although I think Eric Bieniemy is a fantastic play caller and honestly maybe even the best in the NFL currently, I don't think Scott Wilber would go that route. Um... And you can flip that on its head because I just don't see Joe Brady coming back. I, I mean, I don't. I just can't see. I cannot see Woodward hiring either one of those men. And, uh, but I wouldn't mind if you know. I personally, I don't know if I wouldn't mind it. I just can't see it necessarily. Uh, Bryce says someone with half the uh, competency of less and O would do wonders here. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? <laughs> Eddie says Rafino for head coach, Buddy for DC, and Mike for OC. I don't want the job. Uh, High Point Media says, forgive me if you've already said this name, but have you heard anything about Pete Golding? No, and I think that Pete Golding is going to get a lot of uh, – I think Pete Golding is going to get a lot of flack from Alabama from what happened yesterday. Um, no, I haven't heard anything. Uh, Jared says, how do you line up offsides on a punt? Just look at the ball. Yeah, that – who was it, Drontre Kirkland that did that, wasn't it? Um I don't know. And look, Gary Donovan says, hey, USC made their move the second game knowing what they needed to do. Where I agree with that, guys, you have to understand that um, the reason Scott Woodward probably didn't make a move on Kevin Sumlin was because you already knew he had Jimbo Fisher in the back. And here's another question. And and look, I know a lot of people aren't going to like me saying this, but is Jimbo a guy that Woodward will call? I wouldn't be without, especially a guy without a buyout. Hmm. Why would you put? Why would you not have a buyout in a in a contract like everybody else if you really don't want to leave? You know, and it, talking with a good buddy of mine today, um, you know, and everybody's thinking this, 
because because Jimbo Fisher is the first assistant to beat Nick Saban, although doesn't really mean a whole lot, you know, it gets the monkey off the back for a coach if you want to go hire them that's been under Saban, like Mario Cristobal, Billy Napier, et cetera. It gets, in the, it gets that monkey off their back. It can be done. It can be done. Let's get to a couple more of these. Uh, Sean says the fact that he said he was supposed to uh, surprise, as we said, about Kentucky's rushing attack says it all. And, and look, uh, people are getting on to me about that. Guys, how, what is he surprised about? Like, and, and that's the part of O that you take his words and you don't really fully understand them, nor in the context of what he's trying to say. Like, what do you mean you're, sur- you're surprised that they ran the ball for 330 yards? Why? Our D-line and linebackers good. Says whom? It's the most physical team you've played all year. Dare Rosenthal? Guys, your starting left tackle, Dare Rosenthal, from a season ago, was r- railroading individuals. I got lo- I'm hearing local media shit on Dare Rosenthal all week when Dare Rosenthal goes out there and dominates. By the way, we haven't talked about a lot of positives been a very you know because there's it's really tough to talk about positives so there are some positives mason smith's an absolute dog (laughs) that kid is an absolute dog you know what's even more egregious to me too is i didn't even understand why orgeron moved mason smith out to the outside look what he does in the interior if he's such a great d-line coach what the hell are you moving your best de- inside guy to the outside for? Depth? No, it's not really depth, bro. Like, the be- if you have a guy that's in the interior that does more damage than the guy on the outside and they're, the- and they're almost equal, you're going to take the guy on the interior 10 times out of 10. You tell me, would you take Aaron Donald or T.J. Watt? Because I would take, I would take Aaron Donald – quick, fast, and up in a hurry because of what he does in the running game and how physical he is and can get it's closer to the quarterback. That tells me all I need to know about the schematics and what that man's actually thinking. Bobby says, I have a feeling that we will hear something about tonight. Well, some things are starting to pick up, you know. Some things are starting to pick up. I see some Bob Stoops. Hell no to Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops is an absolute asshole from what I hear. Travis LeBlanc says, man, if Woodward's calling agents already, which he is, uh, just do the damn thing already. He is. Uh, Doing the damn thing, I don't, you know, that ain't happened yet. Alton Scott says the phone call to Peterson will be made. I actually believe there's a 50-50 chance that he comes. You know, look, the the from a guy that, you know, that he brought in and, uh, I mean, look, that, that phone call's more than being made. So the simple fact that of people saying that Chris Peterson wouldn't come when he's on a podcast saying that he would always listen is basically him saying, I would come back if it was the right, if it was the right place. That's what, he, that's what he's ultimately trying to say. Uh, Pooh Bear says, Bama fans don't even want Pete Golding. Yeah, and they're idiots, man. I, I'm just being truthful. Uh, I mean, Pete Golden, they led the SEC in points last year, 
and you know they're 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 oh god, it's Nick Saban's defense, bro. You have to run his defense. You have to run his defense. Uh, Bryce says, I doubt Greg Sankey lets Hugh Freeze come back in the SEC, 100%. But he said, I'd be hyped for him to come here. Got to be careful with the strippers. You got to be careful with the strippers. So, (laughs) no. You got to be careful with the strippers. Uh, Rodney Kraft says, I like this guy, Blake. Preach it, brother. Thanks, man. Thanks. What did Pooh Bear say for everybody to say? Truth, Pooh Bear. I got like seven comments about Pooh Bear. All right, but he says, Blake, Derek Mason was a good D.C. candidate, but we let him go, and he was at, and he was a difference last week. U.K.'s offensive coordinator was an offensive uh, O.C. candidate, uh, and, we, uh, and he dissected us. Yes, that's both true. And what's even crazier about that, and Pooh, Pooh Bear's so right there, what's so crazy about that is – I guess we can let the the cat out of the bag now. It's Orgeron thought that they were horrible schematically. <laughs> Bro, it's comical. The two guys in back-to-back weeks that beats Orgeron, Orgeron-led team are two guys that he talked to, are two guys that he talked to that he thought wasn't good schematically. Behind the scenes. That's confirmed for multiple people inside that building and in that staff that have told me. Bro, it's comical. The two got two coordinators for back-to-back weeks that have ripped you to shreds are two guys that you thought wasn't good schematically. You're an idiot. God bless it, boy. That's a good point, Pooh Bear. Huh. Dave Aranda is 5-1 and one at Baylor in the Big 12. I'm sure he'd be on that list. I love it. I mean, personally, from a friend's perspective, or I'm going to leave that one alone. Uh, Mario says, Fickle and Chris Ball would be a choice as, as soon as possible for him to recruit players. Oh, no, Josh, quit it. Y'all stop with this Jeff Fisher nonsense. Nookie says, can't see Woodward hiring someone that hasn't uh, been a head coach before. Would also be surprised if we went down to a group of five guy. Maybe. I, and I agree. I mean, where I per, Nookie, I personally agree with you to that. Uh, Clint says, PJ Fleck, I think he would be a great, he would be great at LSU. <sighs> I don't know how I feel about PJ Fleck, uh, Fleck Clint, honestly. You know, like, I, I, I don't know how I personally feel about him. It's not to say he's not good. He's not a good coach. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I, I really don't know how to feel about P.J. Fleck, really. All right, let's get a couple more, and then we're going to get on out of here because we gotta, we're going to be back tomorrow, and we got some stuff we need to run down. Andrew says, Blake, when does Coach O get fired? I don't know that. Right at the current moment, I don't know that. If anybody tells you without breaking the story that they know, I mean, look, we're still trying to get stuff. I've reached out to everybody. That's why I did the show when I did it today instead of this morning. Because um, there's a lot we need to – I mean, this is different than a coordinator being let go or a recruit, recruit leaving or decommitting or going elsewhere. This is your head coach, right? Like, this is your head coach. So, we'll see. 
Uh, Peter Smith says, I love this show. Got hooked on it last baseball season. Thanks, my friend. I appreciate that. <laughs> Nookie says, row the P-Row. If it's P.J. Fleck. Uh, Harold Wood says, Aranda was already served up for O, and he missed on every higher exception of Brady. I mean, you can't um, you can't really disagree with that. You can't really disagree with that. And look, people can say what they want about the whole Aranda thing. Him and Aranda had issues at the end. They had they had issues. So, all right, last one. Zay says, "So when is Max getting benched? Because that was horrible. Holy smokes, guys! This isn't this isn't on Max Johnson. This isn't on Max Johnson. I, I the the most popular. If you want Orzron fired, and you think Jake Peets is incom, you know, incapable of calling good enough plays." Then you're putting on a quarterback and his offensive coordinator's trash. Mm. All right, we're gonna call it. We're gonna call it at this point. Uh, B, look, listen. Let me tell you this before you go. Before you go. Before you go. Before you go. Turn on your notifications on Facebook, Twitter, uh, 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 YouTube, um, because look, I, I'm just. You need to turn it on. Hit the notifications that way. It's notification season. Um, and then that way, if something breaks, you, you will be able to know when it happens. Uh, we'll be right there covering it as always. But until then, guys, we will see you all tomorrow. You all have a good night. Let's go watch some more football. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.